I just figured out that I'm providing a service, not a product. And I'm actually getting paid for providing services. You know what that makes me? Smart. Let's get to it. Welcome, 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 another fabulous episode of IBF On Demand. I'm your passionate, cheap, and not-so-humble host, Eric Wilson. You can find me at eric at ibf.org. That's eric at ibf.org. Thanks for the follows, the subscribes, the likes, the shares, everything that you guys do uh, to kind of validate this program and why we're doing it. So thank you very much. I want to thank Archiva as well for validating this program and being a sponsor, driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. Thank you, Archiva. And once again, we have some events coming up. Chicago, I want to mention we have a boot camp in Chicago. Boot camp is coming up in just a few weeks, 15th and 17th of March, we're going to be in Chicago. And I believe that is like St. Patrick's Day. So be in St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. Right there is all you need. But we're also going to have an SNOP IBP boot camp as well. A great event. Check that out. we got other events as well. We've got lots of other events at IBF.org. Check out those events, everything you can uh, you want to attend this year. And just the, the guests we have coming up, I actually met at one of these events last year. I think we actually met in the Chicago SNOP Best Practices Conference. She was actually a speaker in Orlando at the conference in Orlando uh, in October. This year we're going to be in Scottsdale. Uh, she was part of an Unplugged series that you're going to be able to see. It's on the YouTube channel. We have an Unplugged series. Check those out as well. Great, some great content uh, talking with uh, uh, people from the conferences, after the conferences of Little nuggets they got out of it and as well. So check out the Unplugged series. She's actually on one of these Unplugged series. And she's going to be in the April conference, Predictive Analytics Conference in April in, no, uh, in uh, New Orleans. So she's actually going to be speaking this year in New Orleans. You can find her there. So we had a lot of great discussions with, uh, with her in all these conferences she's been to. One of the things we talked about at the SNOP conference was SNOP in the service industry. Why it's unique. Why isn't anybody talking about this? And, and that was what I wanted to do this podcast on today was SNOP and the service industry. And since we had some good conversation, I wanted to bring her on as well. There's not a lot on that topic. When you're talking about service industry and SNOP, there's not a lot on that topic. But yet we have a great article, Journal of Business Forecasting. I think it's the summer of 2015. Uh, Pat Bauer wrote a great article. He usually does, but this was one of his better articles on uh, service industry, SNOP, and how you should do it. Or really, it was some great case studies uh, that were involved in this. So check out that one as well. But even then, it doesn't get a lot of attention. And I'm confused why, which is the reason why we should probably talk about it more and the reason we're talking about it today. Lim is a division sales and operations planning manager at Schlumberger or SLB. 
She has extensive expertise in planning and supply chain, having worked in various roles in planning and supply chain across multiple segments and locations, including France, the UK, and currently the United States. She currently manages Schlumberger's Well Construction Division, SNOP process, at a global scope covering over $9 billion in revenue. She holds a degree in industry engineer from the National Polytech School in Algiers and a master's degree from Paris. Please help me welcome Rim. So welcome, Rim. I'm happy you could join me. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Happy to be there. I know we spent a lot of time last year in Chicago and Orlando and this year in New Orleans. So we spent a lot of time together at conferences. So I'm glad we can bring you on the podcast and have a chance to talk here. Cool, cool. Thanks. We had a great discussion. I think it was in Chicago. We had the discussion about service industry and SNOP, and you had some great insights. That's the reason I wanted to talk to you. But before then, I want people to kind of understand SLB or formerly Schlumberger. You know, what exactly is SNOB, SLB, and particularly in the service industry? I mean, I really don't think of them as a service industry. So, how does it relate to a service industry? So, so SLB is a technology company enabling innovation in uh, the energy market. But what we do is, um, is in fact, divided in, in uh, the, I'm, I'm talking about the core. We, we, we divide that in, in three pillars. The first one is the, uh, the, the, the reservoir performance, where we try to understand what's there. We try to understand the structure of the subsurface through some imaging capabilities. The second pillar is us um, drilling, basically, and working on constructing secure wells uh, to be able to connect us on the surface to the energy reservoir. And the third pillar is um, production systems, and, and those guys uh, are, are working on enabling the early production of the, of the reservoir and maximizing its output. I'm really talking about the core. Obviously, we have another division, which is uh, not divisions, another pillar of the business, which is new energy and digital. So really, if you want to think about uh, how is uh, SLB providing a service, um, like, I, I like the example that I heard, in fact, from my manager, comparing us to a hospital. If you think about me going as a patient uh, to a hospital and trying to get an MRI, or let's be less dramatic, trying to get an echography, assuming I'm pregnant. So SLB is the hospital. So SLB is owning the technology or the machine, the asset that will enable the patient to have uh, some uh, understanding of what's going on in her tummy, if I'm talking about a pregnant uh, woman. Um, and what SLB does, the equivalent service that SLB provides is, is really um, using the, the asset, the technology, to be able to provide some imaging capabilities of the subsurface to our customers. So that's just one example. Uh, so the customer uh, will own the, the report, the imaging, uh, and uh, the, the SLB or the hospital will own the, the asset or the machine or the technology. So this is how we, we deliver service um, in, uh, in our industry. 
Okay. I mean, that makes sense. I can, I can see that as a service. It makes a lot more understanding now of, of, ser- of how it's a service. So with that, I know you guys are very interested in creating an SNOP, IBP type process. You're doing a lot of work uh, in that front, you know, with IBF uh, help as far as developing SNOP processes there. What are some of the big challenges when talking about SNOP in a service type of company? What's the what's some of the big challenges you have? So, so I, I'm gonna step back just a little bit to make sure we are all um, uh, clear on the definition of service. So, so what we do and what a service company does, as a general rule, is using uh, is using resources to create value to a customer. Right. So, in the case of the hospital, I talked about the MRI or the ultrasound machine. In the case of SLB, we are talking of different portfolio of tools, of technology, uh, of technologies that we use to deliver uh, value added to the customer, whether it's understanding of the subsurface, whether it's drilling a well, etc. So the big challenge when it comes to SNOP, as you said, SLV is uh, embracing this SNOP journey since um, a few years now. And uh, the, the main challenge when it comes to SNOP um, for a service company, at least for SLB, is the fact that your sales language, I will try to oversimplify it. Huh? Uh, the sales language, basically the solution or the service that I sell to my customer is not the same language as my resource language. In other terms, I will, if I am, for example, a beverage company in a product sales business, I will forecast a demand for my drinks of this capacity, uh, this number of cans, etc., And this corresponds directly. It's a linear correspondence to the resource I need to produce. While in SLB, I will sell to my customer, I don't know, this service. I, I have a few sections in my well, for example. So I will sell some direction inclination service for the first uh, section. And then I will sell you a service of porosity uh, and resistivity measurement. And then I will sell you another service. So that's cool. That's our sales and commercial people discussing with uh, the customer. But then from the planning and supply chain side, we need to translate this in regards to what does that mean in terms of resources? What resources I'm talking about? How many of them? Et cetera, et cetera. So that's the, the translation of the sales service to the resource service. It's, it's really a translation. Imagine one is talking English, the other is talking French or Arabic, whatever. We need this translation. Okay, so some of it's just changing the terminology you're using. So you still have the same principles, it sounds like, from an SNOP process. You're just changing some of the terminology to make it relatable for your business. You mentioned starting with sales, but then you went into the resource planning. And I, and I think you had something, you know, like a bill of resource or something that, that was unique, maybe to SLB or maybe unique to a service industry, that you really utilize then to help with that constraints, planning? I mean, explain a little bit about resource planning, uh, the bill of resource. Explain a little bit about that concept. Yeah. So, in, in fact, when we le- read the traditional books uh, of SNOP or we Google, uh, the, the SNOP process um, do not does not, sorry, contain the resource planning as a standard uh, step. That's, uh, that's one of the 
additions we add to our process in a service uh, business to uh, enable this translation uh, from sales uh, to um, uh, resource hierarchy, right? We, we we do have some part of our business which is purely product-based, like drilling bits. And in that uh, part of the business, we don't have the resource planning as a meeting, right, in our SNOP process. So before even changing the terminology, this resource planning step is an additional one we introduce between the, the demand planning and the supply planning, just to make things uh, talk to each other, right? So bill of resources is really that translator that will translate the language of my salespeople talking in English to, to make it, uh, uh, you know, more, more understandable uh, to the resource people talking in Chinese. So the bill of resources is really that model that will link when I say to my customer, I want a positive, uh, uh, um, whatever, I want a, a resistivity service, I want a direction inclination service. This doesn't mean much in terms of tool. We need to to create this translation and this model, the BUR, uh, is is what will uh, enable us to uh, translate the, the the demand, the sales demand, to uh, a gross resource demand, and then we go through the netting. And this is where the terminology um, is a little bit different. When we do a netting in a product um, business, I guess we are talking about. Uh, metrics which are slightly different. We talk about uh, efficiencies related to inventory, DSOH, uh, GEMROI, those kind of things. While in the service business, we would more talk about asset utilization. We will talk about backup ratios. We will talk about all kinds of financial ratios uh, to make sure that the efficiencies um, are taken into consideration as a, as a fleet and not as a as a product, if it makes sense. Oh, that makes that makes perfect sense. So, you, I mean, you're looking at business metrics that make sense to a service industry, and you're relating your resource planning, your sales, what the needs are. So you're taking the needs, you're taking the resource planning, and you're netting out to business metrics that make sense to the service. So I mean, that, that makes perfect sense, and I can see how that relates. So real quick, with that resource planning then, do you have like constraints with, does that help you? Because I know part of SNOP is managing or balancing supply and demand, but, but it's a lot more than that. You're balancing plans, but you're balancing constraints. Are you balancing constraints the same, in a similar way then? So we are still talking, um, we are still, the, the main constraints will, will come in the next step um, at the supply level, right? That's our yeah. main uh, constraint. What we are trying to uh, do in the resource um, uh, planning phase is, is really to net our demand, is, okay. is really to understand um, what kind of tools uh, will be required to respond to my gross sale demand that was um, uh, agreed on or presented in my demand review or my demand planning uh, step in, in the SNOP. So we are not much constraining. What we are doing is that we are netting, um, taking into consideration a few parameters that will cut that demand, that gross demand. So if I, I consider that my asset utilization in this location uh, should be above this amount of percentage, then 
my translation from gross demand to netted demand will take into consideration this uh, requirement in asset utilization. If I consider that in this job, I, I should not go beyond this amount of tool as backup, we call it backup ratios, then uh, the, the allocation model will take into consideration all those parameters. So, uh- so once again, it's just some terminology difference. So with that, you mentioned some of the metrics, Gimroy, some other metrics you're looking at. Are the metrics a lot different then of what you're focusing on as far as from a service perspective of you know allocation of resources? Are the metrics a lot different? So as I said, I think in principle, uh, whether it's sales product business uh, or whether it's a service business, uh, the, the, the metrics are seeking the efficiency, right? Uh, so, so in the product business, it's more, at least in SLD, it's more an efficiency related to uh, inventory, uh, financial efficiencies, etc. In the service business, we are more trying to utilize the best possible our fleet, and we take into consideration some uh, parameters that are not applicable in the product industry, like, for example, repairs, uh, the, 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 the spare part that we will uh, need to, to repair our tools. Those are part of the, of the netted demand uh, to, to, to make sure that to service my customer, I need to have this resource as a tool, but I also need to have the spare parts uh, to cover this, uh, this uh, length of job, etc. So, yes, uh, I, I think it's more than terminology that differs, it's, it's metrics themselves that differ because the, the business model itself is, 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 is completely different when you manage a fleet of tools that um, will perform a series of jobs uh, serving different customers and when you are just selling one product to one customer and just uh, end of the story. Okay, so since there is some uniqueness in it, but there's some similarities, I think yes. people relate to examples. I mean, do you happen to have maybe a SLB example or or something from your your past? Uh, can you translate what everything we said in maybe as an example that really make it real for people to understand? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll go back to my um, initial example, uh, thinking about uh, a customer um, trying to connect to a reservoir. Uh, uh, containing oil, for example, or gas or whatever kind of uh, energy. And um, so what we are selling to this customer is um, some information that will allow him uh, to to access this reservoir. And then uh, some service allowing us as a service company to drill in the right way to connect to the reservoir. We need to think about this operation as a blind operation. We can go, um, you know, 10,000 feet uh, subsurface blindly. So we need to collect some all kind of information on the path to understand whether we are going the right direction, whether we are getting close to the reservoir, whether we are not taking the right way. So there are different ways to capture this information. As I was mentioning, we can seek for, we can uh, sell to the customer uh, a solution of providing measurements related to the porosity will give us, um, or the resistivity, or the gamma ray, which will altogether tell a story 
of uh, how is the formation behaving and how close am I getting to my reservoir, etc. So this is how it happens from the demand planning side uh, in, in SLB. And then for the translation to the, uh, to the resource, each, let's talk about uh, resistivity, for example, we have a portfolio of tools that enable to measure this resistivity. So how are we, uh, how are we gonna choose this tool versus that other tool uh, to, to be able to respond to the customer need? Um, and, and this is exactly uh, the, the, the resource planning uh, resource planning step that will suggest uh, some tools. But here as well, and you will you will like this one, Eric, because uh, I was I was reading your your book on um, on predictive analytics last uh, <laughs> last few weeks, right? And um, and we do use some predictive analytics not in the purpose of forecasting but in the purpose of translating of building that bur so statistical modeling mi um, uh, sorry artificial intelligence um, all kind of things that try to understand the past um, historical data how did that service connect with that tool in what condition in what geography uh, what was the weather? Were we in Alaska? Were we so all kind of parameters that can enable us not just to copy paste the historical, but understanding the why of the of the historical demand to be able. You like it, huh? I told you. I like it. Yes. <laughs> to be able to, uh, to to build that that model that will enable us to to target the right tools for the right services for the right geographies, etc. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm, I'm sorry you had to read my book, but you know, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you got something out of it. And that, <laughs> that, that kind of leads me to my, my final question. I think we have time for one more question because a lot is not we don't talk about a lot in the service industry for uh, SNOP processes, uh, and I think the S can stand for service then as well. And and I know you're going to be you're going to be talking in um, uh, in uh, New Orleans. You're yeah. going to be speaking, and we're going to be talking more and more about service industries, uh, and especially working with SLB, getting some case studies and things of that sort. My question is more for you guys starting this process. You said you've been working on it for a couple of years. One of the things I loved about you is you are sending people out to go, you know, IBF conferences to say, hey. What are other companies doing? That's the reason you came to Chicago. It's the reason we had quite a contingency in Orlando. We had people from SLB come to Amsterdam. I mean, what are you doing to kind of see what other companies are doing? Are you seeing what SNOP looks like in literally product value, I mean, uh, volume based type companies and relating it? You're doing some studying on, you know, some what other companies are doing. Where are you getting your information for translating? Hey, this is what we should be doing. I know we, we all love to say that we are dealing with the most complex uh, uh, situations, but believe me, it's quite complex in SLB. <laughs> um, and we have the two. We have the product-based uh, business, which is quite similar to all what we can read in the books, uh, the Tom Wallace and uh, all those uh, uh, you know, standard traditional uh, uh, theoretical books. But then for the, the service industry, I, I think we needed to 
uh, adapt what we have been doing for a while because let's not forget that we've been running business for decades right so we've been able to do it and now we are trying to frame it in an snop word for example what i trans what i explained for this resource planning uh, taking into consideration the asset utilization to decide about the, the uh, asset allocation model, etc. Those are where things we used to do. It's just that we uh, try to complement those things with some uh, making sure that the basics of SNOP are fulfilled. For example, um, the consensus, making sure that it's not only planning and supply chain approving a resource plan, but it has to come as a consensus, multifunction, uh, you know, um, green lighting uh, the, the, the plans and having financial involvement. So, so all the, the architecture of SNOP is what we are trying to build around our um, planning process, which has been there for, uh, for a while. Yeah, we, we've been doing business okay. for a while. <laughs> oh, great. And, and hopefully you keep coming back at the IBF conferences and we see you there and you guys keep on picking things up there uh, to be able to bring in and learn, adapt, and then share back. And that's one of the things I like about SLB as well, that you guys do that. So, Great, great. And we like as well. It's always, uh, I mean, about those conferences, and I think I, I told you that uh, at least 10 times, Eric. But um, in addition to the learning experience, I, I like the therapeutic aspect of it. Um, not fe feeling less lonely in the, the struggles we face uh, in, in our own business. You know, you go there and you talk to people and you find out that, oh, my God, I'm not the only one working hard on my inventory. Oh, my God, I'm not. So, so, so that's, um, yeah, that's, that's good for the, for the morale as well, in addition yes. to the <laughs> adding value of, uh, of uh, learning. Well, it's been a pleasure having you. I enjoyed this conversation we had together. It's great insight. So thank you for being part of this. And I'm, and we'll see you in New Orleans in April. New Orleans. And, and, and I'm sure we're going to see more from you in, in articles and, and conferences in the future as well. Great. Thanks, Eric. Thank, thank you. you. See you there in, in uh, New Orleans. Bye-bye. All righty. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, bye. That was a great interview. And, and I knew it would be. I think the problem is, People look at SNOP, IBP as really just balancing supply and demand. I mean, they look at the process as really just an output or a transactional type of process to help them execute what they build or what they buy. I mean, I get it. SNOP really came out of a manufacturing world over three decades ago. But I also got news for you. What we're seeing today, what we're seeing companies do today, this is not your mama's SNOP anymore. This is really a business process to help enable coordinated decision making. That's what we're talking about. And it is adapted in the service industry. We're seeing more and more of that as now. It's about balancing many competing objectives, many competing plans. I don't care which industry you're in, you have competing objectives. You have competing plans. SNOP helps you balance those plans. It's a business process to better enable and better planning strategic decisions so you can better execute services, including services. So it's really about being able to plan better so you can execute better. So my advice, here's my advice. Take it for that. It's my advice. 
Number one, if you're in a service industry, if you're in any industry, you want to start an SNOP, here's my advice. Don't get hung up on the names and terminology. I'm not, I don't really care what we call it. I'm not hung up on acronyms. Inventory, okay. What's inventory in your world? Capacity, what's capacity in your world? SNOP, call it anything you want. What is the business process acronym label you want to put on it and you want to go with it? I'm not hung up on names. More importantly, what you do. So don't get hung up on the names and, and terminology. Focus on what you're trying to accomplish, what business problems you're solving. Number two, what plans need coordinated? What decisions need to be made inside your organizations? From a service, could be demand and service capabilities. It may be not be supply and demand. It's your, your demand and your service capabilities. It could be something else that's unique to your industry as well. Number three, what do you need more visibility on? What do you need to see more to be able to execute better? Time horizons, decisions. Do you need to add people? Do you have to blank? Do you have a bench full of resources? How do you utilize this bench of resources better? Whatever your world may be as far as visibility, that's what you're looking to. What adds visibility so you can execute better? Number four, measure what is meaningful. Don't get hung up on what the typical SNOP uh, KPIs are. They may not be typical in your world. There are some things you want to measure are business decisions, business strategies. Make sure your KPIs are meaningful. You measure it's meaningful to you. Time, cash flow, connect to the business strategy, the health of the organization. And finally, number five, try it. I guarantee you're already doing something. You're already planning. You're already making decisions. Create structure. Create cadence. Enable those collaboration, consensus, and transparency in some of those processes you may already have. Well, that's a wrap. That does it for me in this podcast. I want to thank you very much for tuning in, listening, whatever, you, however you may get this. I hope I provided you another service, and I hope you are satisfied and a little happy. My name is Eric. You can find me at eric at ibf.org. That's eric at ibf.org. Thanks, Arkiva, for driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. Thank you, IBF, as well. Check out ibf at ibf.org. You're going to find under the events page a lot of events coming up. As I mentioned, you want more about SNOP, check out the SNOP boot camp coming up March 15th through the 17th in Chicago. I said just happens to be St. Patrick's Day. So you can come up, join me, watch them dye the river green, have some great content, some great fun. We can uh, spend that week together, March 15th to the 17th in Chicago at SNOP IBP Boot Camp. Uh, it's a great event. Hope to see you there. We also have the Predictive Analytics Conference coming up in April. Check out Liam. Uh, she's going to actually be there speaking at that conference. So you get to hear more from her. If you liked what you hear today, she has a great presentation planned for that conference in April in New Orleans. And remember, after you do any service, it's always best to wash your hands. <laughs>